0: This is your bracket. You get to decide.
1: Boom. What up? Mobile video games podcast coming back at you. And we got another week of bracket nation. I mean, that's all we do. I don't even think Maxwell and I can have a conversation without it being in a bracket form. You know, we have to bracket the words that we choose, the quality of the words, right? How long the definition, everything. It's got to be in a bracket. Even if it's just quantitative thing, you still got to bracket it. Either way, we're visiting our top eight again and trying to sort them out. Which one's actually number one? Which one's actually number eight? We don't know. Which one's actually number two? Still don't know. So stay tuned. Tech news, of course. Everything you want. Always give it to you. Enjoy.
0: <laughs> That's loser, palooza.
1: palooza. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't look it up.
0: Don't ask us. Don't fucking ask. Don't do it. Hello. Don't. How's it going? <laughs> and welcome to the Mo Video Games
1: <laughs> podcast. Are There's something that, about Mo Video Games. Yeah.
0: Countless. When I say that, like in when I do intros and stuff, the way I say podcast is bizarre. Like, welcome to Mo Video Games podcast. Pod.
1: Welcome to the podcast. On oh, the podcast. You pack your car. <laughs> you pack your car, and then you put on the podcast.
0: Hey, I you lose your khakis and your khakis, you know? You're orange. Now I'm doing like New York and.
1: I Jersey have no idea. I have no idea where we're going with this right now. Um, I don't think there's anything weird about how you say podcast, Maxwell. And I actually just cry of happiness every time I hear you say it. So. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you, honestly. (laughs) No,
0: really, thank you. Um, But yeah, so if you couldn't tell from the title of this video or podcast, depending on how you consume our juicy content, um, we are not doing a top 16 soundtrack because uh, we want to keep you guys waiting on the edge of your seat. And instead, we're revisiting our top eight games. To rank them. We've previously determined what our top game of all time was at the time. But now we got to say, in order, one through eight, what are our top eight video games at this moment? And this is the definitive edition. A definitive.
2: So, so no get backses. ready.
0: Buckle up. Sit back. Relax. Because we're about to take you on a wild ride. Starting get a cup of coffee. With some. Yeah. You, you get coffee. We've had slash our coffee. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, we'll start off with video games we've been playing and take into a little bit of tech news and then
2: we're just riding the rankings, brother. I've been playing League of Legends.
1: (laughs) Oh, tell me more. I am am complete. Uh, You know, it's been going horribly. Uh, I was looking at my win rates and they're bad. I'm playing really bad. (laughs) That's actually about it. Uh yeah, I played a little bit of solo queue with a friend yesterday and it went it went well, but we have a combo that we've been running for the free, it's the free LP machine. <laughs> um so I play I play a champ called Shen in the top uh-huh. lane. His ultimate is he teleports to an ally and give him a fat shield, right? He plays a champion called Fiddlesticks and he pretty much is not he's like a one trick pony he plays a lot more than just fiddlesticks but like his skill level with the champion is very high fiddlesticks ulti is he you know if you're using it well you come out of nowhere and if the enemy doesn't have vision of you you can fear everyone in like a circle around you so it's a really good team fight ulti so i just am like a little supportive cannonball going on top of his much larger and much more deadly cannonball um and it just it just works every time. <laughs> it's, just, it's really a it's a foolproof way to carry a game. We have CC, we have the tank, we have the damage. Like we, I have AD, he has AP. It's like it's like you have the comp done with two champs.
0: There is no counter.
1: There's no count. There is <clears throat> there there are counters. It's just the counter is like destroying him early, essentially, because he is pretty weak early game. Um, jungle. He definitely needs his ultimate. But yeah. So past that i forgot how just top lane just it's a different world up there it really is island life (laughs) i know we've referenced a couple times but like man when i'm in top lane i'm just having a great time when i'm in jungle i'm like trying to think what do i do next trying to who do i gank right where do i go what do i path when i'm top lane i'm gonna last hit this minion i'm gonna auto attack the enemy those are my only two thoughts that's actually it that's actually all i think about (laughs) Yeah. Such a peaceful such a peaceful life. Island life. Forever. God bless. Not to be God confused with
0: Animal Crossing. And yeah, my cat who's crashing at the
1: door. Always exclusively when we start. I, she oh, does wow. not always do it. But it is two weeks in a row. And there's the chirp. The legendary Mocha chirp. She's announced. She's arrived. <laughs> oh. Nato has just fully commandeered my bed. Which is pretty normal when I get up. She's just pissed that I was using the blankets. So, Mocha,
2: Mocha, ay, ay, ay. what a snuggle bug. I don't
1: know. For those who are listening and not watching, Mocha is a cat, and she's adorable. You already knew both of these things, but I'm reminding you.
0: And you're missing some incredible, <laughs> incredible content.
1: Oh my gosh, her ears are so fluffy, and look at those little eyes. She's just a fluffy. She's just a fluffy little cat.
0: And I would just brushed her too. She had a couple of knots in her fur. It's the most satisfying thing to get out. Because it just comes out in this big clump of dead fur.
2: And you just, you feel like you've accomplished something.
1: I have never brushed.
2: Not so in my life. Ever. Not true.
1: Not true. I, I haven't brushed her in a really long time. Normally if I, when I was brushing her. She like. Shed more. I don't know how else to say it, right? Like I, I kind of stopped brushing her because then it made her shed less, which I don't get. Especially like after I brush her, then she'll have like <laughs> after I brush her, she'll like she'll have like hair fucking coming off, right? For a long time. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, then it still just seems like she just sheds even more afterwards. It's not just like a just immediately after the brushing. I don't know how mocha is. I don't know how often you brush mocha, but I feel like when I brush mocha, I always get a massive fucking furball, but then like her hair stays on her body. <laughs> Nato is just like as soon as you tell the hairs that you might want them to come off of her body, they're all like we need to evac ship right now
0: i I don't know if this is true. I'm sure it's probably a rumor, but supposedly like short hair cats shed more than long hair cats. So and also short hair cats, their their hair is typically thicker, so you see it a lot more too. Like with Mocha, I mean depending on like what type of clothing you're wearing you might get some some good hair on it. But for the most <laughs> part, like <laughs> around our house, like there's really not a whole lot. It doesn't feel like we have an animal that sheds a lot. Like th- yeah. there's hair and she sheds, but it's really not that bad.
2: It's manageable.
1: Nato's is bad. It's fucking annoying. If I'm gonna be really frank, but <laughs> that's okay. We can deal with that. We still love her. Um, but uh, what have you think you've been playing, Maxwell? <laughs> is that is that all you've been playing? It's League of Legends. I literally, literally have not played anything other than League. I haven't, I haven't even played Rocket League. Wow. That's I know.
2: I haven't even played Phasmophobia. I've only played League. Wow. Hmm. Well,
0: I am happy to report that I have played a new game and completed Gambia. it. Ooh. Since the last time we spoke.
1: And, and that- go ahead. I was like, you refused to tell me what it was before the podcast, so I want you to say it, and clearly you're going to keep tangenting off to the fucking side <laughs> instead of telling me what it is. <laughs> I was just about to say it, but now
0: that you mention it, I do feel like dragging this on a little bit. Um, I have to shout out Purple Misfit
2: because she's the one that recommended the game to me. Okay. The game is called. It has a name. It's in the genre.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not ready right now. Hold on. I'm For good. those of
0: you who are watching the YouTube video, you know the answer already, because it is the game I put in the, the description. Goddammit. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I'm just going to get on
0: YouTube. But it then. is Katana Zero.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought I saw her uh, playing that this week. She did. Makes sense.
0: And I, I watched like the first 30 seconds or so, um, wasn't able to keep watching, but she she recommended it. And so I was like, you know what? Those, especially right now, like it's much easier for me to devote time to a game that you can complete under 10 hours um uh, than the big, large, expansive games that you have to devote a lot of time to. Um, so it seemed worth it. It's $15 um, on pretty much every platform. uh I don't know if it's on PlayStation, actually, but it's for sure on Xbox, PC with like Steam and stuff, and I think the Nintendo Switch as well. Uh, so basically it's a a two d side scrolling action. I forget the exact genre they call it, but it's it's a one hit kill um so you cannot take any damage in each of these levels so there'll be like this this puzzle level of different um floors and obstacles and enemy types, and you have to clear the entire zone of enemies before you can move on to the next one and if you get hit at all it rewinds you back to the start of that stage. Um, and once you clear the stage, you move on to the next stage. It's like a little checkpoint and stuff like that. So it's this like iterative puzzle action game. And you are some type of, it kind of seems like a samurai is kind of how you're dressed and you have a katana sword and that's your, that's your weapon of choice. But there are also like environmental things you can pick up and throw at people. Um, but you also have the ability to slow down time. Um, and you have a dodge that makes you invulnerable while you are like rolling and dodging. And there's some in-game lore reasons for why you can do all of these things and stuff that I won't get too much into um, in case you you want to experience that. It's all stuff that you learn pretty early on. Um, but I won't go into like the much of the story other than you are an assassin going around killing a bunch of targets and then things end up to be not quite what they seem as the story unfolds.
2: Ooh. Okay,
0: uh, is, is is the story behind it. it is incredibly gory it is incredibly action-packed it, there's like this synth wave like electronic edm like music backdrop and so every time you start a new chapter um your character like stops and puts on like headphones like a walkman and like it'll say the song title and then you just start going to town and it's epic (laughs) it's super cool there's like tons of swearing and violence and everything i like in a game so far it is it is rated m for sure um it's like every website or everything cool. I, about it i've gone into makes you verify your age before you can like learn oh, really? anything more about it um so it's but it's pretty awesome the gameplay is fun and satisfying the the challenge of the levels grows pretty linearly um, while also introducing interesting ways to um I guess uh, attack the challenges. Um and, and each of the stages too has a a time limit. The time limit is very generous. I like only once I think ran out of time. Um but like it you you it it basically just says like you can't just stand there and like wait for a bunch of time to try and figure something out. But it's it's never really a concern. But yeah, it's it's a cool design. The the set levels are interesting. The story is very interesting there's a couple different endings and a secret boss type ending thing and um yeah i think for me i think my total gameplay time was about six and a half hours um to complete it um of the two endings there is a an ending that ends the game short and another ending where you would continue playing longer and i i inadvertently, I didn't know what it was going to be. I chose the longer one. So that, that I think, about six and a half to seven hours is probably an average you'd expect to, to put into it. Standard deviation of like an hour, probably, depending on how difficult it might be. I was playing with a controller, and I think that was pretty easy. I saw that Purple Misfit was playing with mouse and keyboard. And to me, that seems incredibly difficult, but I also don't play really anything with mouse and keyboard. So my dexterity and coordination is pretty awful with that. But the steam reviews are overwhelmingly positive, and I second that especially for a fifteen dollar game that's still like seven hours of solid content and it's really interesting it's well done. I didn't encounter like game breaking glitches or bugs or any weird gameplay stuff like it felt fair and exciting um and it was satisfying i i mean and because of how quickly. If you die, it resets you back to the beginning of the stage. Is so quick, it just feels like you just keep going and keep going. Like you might hit a stage like twenty times attempting to beat it, but it's like five game or five minutes of time actually pass in the real world, like going through it. So, um, it's that repeated challenge and stuff. So, highly recommend. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty fun. Pretty fun stuff.
1: Everything synthwave and gore, my two favorites. Honestly, I couldn't name anything better. So yeah, it definitely has like the art style is total like synthwave. Guberness for sure so yeah. i should have known that the soundtrack was going to be like that i didn't really think about it but uh synthwave what a great what a what a great genre honestly synthwave and vaporwave absolute trolls of music and i love both <laughs> of them it's like the worst like i know it's factually bad music and i like it so it's great music
0: i i don't th- this is is pretty good it's also got like the edm kind of elements i'm not good at like defining musical genres either but it's good stuff it's the in the aesthetic of the game you can turn off some of these effects like if they kind of bother you visually but it has like when you go to chapter select later there's like VHS tapes is like what you're like putting in and it's got like the VHS artifacts and there's a couple different instances throughout the game where you're interacting with VHSs and so it's kind of like a throwback to like it's like a very 80s aesthetic you know to like neon and all that kind of stuff I don't know it's it's published by devolver digital um never heard of them yeah but pretty big publisher (laughs) i i don't remember i can look up probably who the developer is but
1: uh man i just had it up i should not have closed it it was like akk something yeah something something like that does that ring a bell
0: it those letters are in it for sure
1: uh well i then didn't write zero so now i'm just searching katana and that is not helpful so <laughs> AkiSoft or Aski there we soft. go
2: yeah yep which i hadn't i haven't
1: heard of ascii soft.
2: i have not either um but they
0: put out good content so
1: tower of heaven 2009 title and katana zero 2019 so it sounds like we have seven more years until their next title
0: and they they have free dlc that they should be putting out i think sometime this year um but it they the developer while they were going through developing it is says it's more of like a katana Zero 01.5 like it's it's a pretty large dlc where it's almost an entirely it's almost like the sequel. Um, and there's certainly, when the game ends, there's certainly places the story could go from there. Um, so I'm, I'm interested and intrigued. And like I said, it'll be free DLC. So if you pay the $15 for the game, play through it. When the DLC is released, um, you'll be able to continue playing and stuff. And there's like secrets throughout the game too that you can unlock and get some different rewards and kind of some replayability. Like at the end, you unlock a hard mode, And a speed run mode. I think Um, I have not tried either of them because I love games that have a good level of challenge, but I'm not like a masochist, so um,
2: (laughs) I I don't need any.
1: Don't need no swamps in
2: your life. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that that,
0: that's what I've been playing. That's the only game I played uh, this week. But played the way through entirely.
2: It goes pretty quick. It's pretty fun.
1: Um is it going on your top 8?
2: Um uh, we'll have to wait and see. I need to remember like what my top 8 are
0: and see if it go up there. Um
1: would it actually be a contender? I like I'm just I was expecting it, just It's immediate not immediately
0: no. not a contender. Um but there's there's some pretty stiff competition in my top 8 that I don't think it will be. But
1: I would be shooketh to the core. But would it be maddeth to the core? But,
0: just shooketh. But, but the thing with me is again like the the reason I love God of War is because kind of the size of its package all altogether. Like I think it does open world in a in a reasonable way, um, without overstaying its welcome or leaving too much to do and too many unnecessary side quests. Like everything is built with purpose. And it's a similar reason why I put Ori ahead of Hollow Knight for myself. Like what I value is like the accessibility and the duration of it. Like Hollow Knight was fantastic, but for essentially a quarter to a third of the length of *Ori and the Will of the Wisps*, it is a frustrating game to play. Um, yeah, and so that 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 for me det- detracts from it a little bit. So the fact that *Katana Zero is this really condensed, intense experience, but is solid all the way through and doesn't overstay its welcome, for me is it um, g- gives it a lot of credence. But like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of bangers in my top eight, so I don't think so, but. I'll review and we'll see. There is one game that was in my original top eight when we were doing it um, that I know we'll be leaving and replaced with another game. So, um,
2: uh. <laughs> I,
0: I guess so. So with that, we uh, I got a little bit of tech news real quick. Um,
1: a, little, a little baby tech.
0: So th- there was some ruling in Europe. I don't know the details. I just it's a discussion point, merely speculation, whatever. But. Microsoft, based on a a ruling in somewhere in Europe, is making it easier to cancel Game Pass um, and making cancellation automatic based on inactivity. It sounds like the the cancellation will happen after like two years of inactivity. So not exactly a a quick turnaround. But I also think that's kind of a happy medium, too, because I think a lot of people love having subscriptions Mm -hmm. that are available to use, but then not (laughs) using them. So if it just like canceled itself, people might be a little surprised. But I think most people would be like, I'm glad I ended up not paying for that during that time cuz then you could just get Game Pass again. Um I just but,
1: I feel like 3 months or 3 to 6 seems way more reasonable to me. 2 years is just like you've already thrown 120 or more, I guess, down the hatch Like
0: Yeah, if you're paying for Ultimate, it's $180 a year. Yeah. Um, and that is right now at $15 a month, which I I do not believe will remain the case for long um, maybe I'm wrong maybe they've cracked some crazy code of how money works but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's not how money works um, you start putting that many games on a platform and get that many people experiencing it only through a $15 a month subscription it's hard to imagine developers making a, a large enough portion of that amount to make sense but yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe, like I said, maybe they've cracked the code some other way, or maybe they're just taking huge losses, but they can absorb it because they're a large corporation trying to get people onto their subscription service, so that then they can jack up the prices. Who knows? Time will tell,
1: but... I know my normal rule of thumb is if I haven't used something in a year, it means I don't need it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I think that's right.
1: So, the two years is twice as long as my already kind of ridiculously long threshold, so...
0: Yeah, so but but I thought that was interesting but also um what what is still dumb for me about Game Pass. And I experienced this. So I had Game Pass Ultimate and it was coming up to an expiration. Um I wanted to then I- extend it with Xbox Live Gold. I just wanted the online component because I wasn't using Game Pass, which is $5 a month versus $15 a month to to play online. Um but I could not I, I, so I bought like a 12-month a code for Xbox Live Gold. But if you try to redeem it, it automatically converts it to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So now it is only... Um, it turns into four months of Ultimate instead of 12 months of Xbox Live Gold. The only way you could redeem it as Xbox Live Gold is to wait until your Xbox Game Pass Ultimate expired. expired. Yeah. And then go in and redeem
2: Gold. Fucking stupid dislike that
1: um understandably so,
2: yeah that that's
0: all uh, that's my soapbox there um and then i don't know
1: what else to say other than that. that's bad
0: <laughs> uh some some heads at ubisoft are it, it, nfts non-fungible tokens are a huge topic of discussion and a lot of video game companies usually not good ones are in favor of nfts because it allows basically nfts non-fungible tokens use the blockchain which is the same thing that cryptocurrency uses is essentially a way to determine the virtual validity of a purchase or an item Um, and it's dumb in practice pretty much across the board there's probably real scenarios where using the blockchain makes sense but most executions of cryptocurrency nft are fucking stupid um, as it stands right now and basically just there to make a buck And the idea that they're like Ubisoft and some of these like Square Enix and these other companies are saying is like, oh, imagine you purchase a skin in a game. And now that we can validate the purchase of that through the blockchain, you could pull that skin from this game and use it in a different game. Is like one example of how they suggest NFT. And like gaming is already built on this economy, effectively microtransactions. So they're just trying to, further the the road down microtransactions but saying oh you know but then you can carry these things across games and systems and all this kind of stuff um but developers have spoken out and been like that's a fucking pipe dream because imagine how hitboxes would be fucked up between games if you're pulling a skin from like god of war into horizon forbidden west or something like that or from Fortnite into player unknown battlegrounds or whatever like, that's just, that, that is not realistic, um, and... At all.
1: Even, even close to, like, it's so far of a stupid idea, and I can't believe that a developer actually said that, being a developer, right? Like, as people who don't code, we just play the games, we know that that is bad.
0: Yeah, well, the, the, the <laughs> publishers were the ones suggesting it. The actual developers are like, there's no fucking way that would happen. Um, yeah. because most developers, people actually developing the games are the people who are passionate about the games, want the most people in the world to enjoy their games, in the best way possible publishers are the greedy motherfuckers that want all of the money and force microtransactions and shove it down our throats and force games to be released before they're ready etc etc
1: they should still know though i'm just saying like if you work in the industry you should
0: all they know is dollars and cents they don't give two (laughs) flying fucks about the gaming experience um pardon my fucking french but (laughs) they don't care. care um and so the, the, this particular Ubisoft like, executive, I don't know who it was that they interviewed, was basically like, you know, gamers just don't understand NFTs. We're, we're like ahead of the curve. We're just seeing where the industry's going, but they, they just so don't get it. they're stupid. Yes. And so there's two problems with that. You're calling your customer base stupid which uh, in, in the words of some eBay people we know is a uh, bad business. And <laughs> Too soon. Um, I know another inside joke. Great stuff. Uh, but secondly, if your idea is not understood by the people you're selling it to, it's not a good idea. If you can't explain it, it's a fucking bad idea. Like you need to be able to put it into terms that someone would understand. Then it's a good idea. I don't care what your idea is. It, like, if you can't get people on board for it, it's failed. It's bad. Yeah. That's logic 101. So I just wanted to rant about NFTs and microtransactions and shitty publishers that are greedy because all corporations are greedy at the end of the day. They serve the shareholder and the stock price. That's all it is. That's the reality of the situation. It sucks, but at least developers are good. They And that's another reason why these games like Katana Zero and i mean even hollow knight and ori i mean even though they're both kind of hollow knight is very independent because team cherry isn't like part of microsoft like um moon studios is with ori but um these indie games are so solid and amazing and they kind of get back to the core of what gaming should be in this fun and it's not all about like oh what marketing terms can we use to sell this and can we bake into the game to make it marketable and like this race to 4k resolution for all these games when a lot of people still don't even have 4k displays let alone fucking care about the resolution if it means that the quality of the actual visuals on screen are reduced or the frame rates reduced like Ugh. Maxwell
1: preaching the good word of indie games in 2022 what a year to be alive
0: i know uh, my my journey Preach as a gamer has uh, fucking, it's been long and it's been a winding road, but we're here now.
1: We're here now and we're only going forward in the Grady 6, so.
0: Amen. Um, 140 cap. 140 cap, but I got a 150 calf suction cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to explain that further either, so
2: thank you for listening. We're not
1: going to explain any of the dumb things that we just said because there's no point.
2: Yeah.
0: But that's all I had for tech news. Fuck corporations, fuck uh Ooh, yeah. publishers. Um I fuck sound everyone. like a, a, a liberal snowflake right now, but you know,
1: speaking the goddamn just, truth. So just sound like a young, passionate American living in a bullshit capitalistic bureaucratic society. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brother. Um, but with all that Pop said,
0: in. I I think it's time to uh yeah,
1: top the eight. De- definitively, can do, like, do top three because I already decided that. So. You can start there,
0: but I can It's impossible to change the title of this podcast and video at this point. So,
1: fuck. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair.
0: Does that mean you want to start since you've already got your top three?
1: No, I want to start yours actually. So you're putting Deathloop <laughs> up there for sure. I know that. And then we were talking a little bit beforehand because I'm looking. I'm looking at Maxwell's top eight. I guess maybe we should say what our top eight, our current top eight is, right? So how about, yeah, at least introduce your top eight. I'll give you the, the, okay. the pride and joy.
0: <laughs> Thank you. All right. So those of you who have not listened to our top video, top 50, vid- <laughs> top 50 video game bracket podcast, which spanned the course of a year plus, like 50 plus podcasts to determine our top video game of all time. We got to a point of top eight where we did a top eight shuffle to kind of redetermine our top eight video games. At the time, mine were God of War, the 2018 kind of reboot, um, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, The Last of Us Part II, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forza Horizon 4, Doom Eternal, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Infamous Second Son. That was my top eight at the time.
1: Good top eight. Solid top eight.
0: Very solid, yeah.
1: Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm happy with these titles like i said the infamous is the only one that i like haven't spent any time with right yeah so death loop's going on there feel good about that be shocked i mean you you'd right you're riding the death loop gravy train you're in the death loop <laughs> question is what game's going off i'm surprised you already decided because <laughs> now i feel like i should know because you made it sound so confident and easy <laughs> i'm sticking well, with elder scrolls i think elder scrolls is getting enough I think you like infamous more than elder scrolls god of war for sure not going off last of us part two for sure not going off 80d ee, you know I could, I could i could make a little bit of an argument ori and the Wheel of the wisp for sure not going off doom eternal and forza for sure not good yeah that there's only three maybe contenders right and if Eight Zero d goes off i wouldn't be in the shocking category right but it would be in like the oh you know that's that's like the level of So it's got to be Skyrim, or it's got to be Infamous!
0: (laughs) I uh, thank you for uh, taking care of my bracket for me. Um,
2: So the game, uh, out of those top eight, I'm keeping seven. The one I'm removing... Oh,
0: God. I I was so certain, and all of a sudden, I just had this wave of doubt. Um, I saw
2: it in your face.
0: (laughs) But no, the, the, the one I'm removing is Infamous Second Son. And I'm replacing it with Deathloop um, for my top eight, so.
1: Well, the thing is, is I had already asked you in one of the old podcasts about if you would put it in your top five, which you said yes. Yeah.
2: Whether or not it's still top five, right? Deathloop was for sure going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Without question.
1: I'm a little surprised about Infamous, but I feel like I've just been like kind of shitting on Skyrim in my head lately, so... A little, little, bit of bias.
0: Yeah, I did recently remove the Skyrim soundtrack from my top sixteen soundtracks. Um, Shh, wait, they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to.
1: <laughs> not supposed
0: to know that. I we talked about it last podcast. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, but that there's nothing against the the gameplay of Skyrim. I still think Skyrim is one of the most incredible worlds to get lost in, and it was one of my first experiences with like this incredibly almost living open world. There have been games that have done it better since, but like. That first time, a courier like walks up to you and like hands you this note of like, oh, you need to go kill this person or go talk to this person. This person put a bounty on your head, or you accidentally kill someone in a city and now all the guards are after you, or you're gonna do this other side quest and not play the main quest because main quest sucks. Um, Like,
1: okay, it is a pretty good game. You make it compelling. I'm already sold.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim's an absolute banger. Not to mention all of the mods and additional quests and game modes and things you can do with it, and the additional content and DLCs they brought out. Skyrim's a banger. I, even though I removed the soundtrack, the game itself is.
1: Um, is that dope. a crab with a top hat and a monocle? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched uh Ultimate Skyrim by Dunkey and you've played Skyrim. It is well worth your time that yeah. that is a that is definitely a classic one <laughs>
2: um okay
0: but uh infamous second son it if you've listened to the top fifty of the game, you know it was maybe my first platinum trophy on playstation Ooh. um it it has you can do good karma actions or bad karma actions. And it eventually unlocks entire like end game skill trees that are entirely different from each other. And there are different choices you make throughout the game and the endings are different. Um, So I played through the game on normal difficulty with good karma, because that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do bad things. But then I played through it again on hard difficulty to get the hard trophy plus the the evil ending. And it was so exciting. By the time I played through it on normal difficulty, I my skill level was good enough that going back and playing hard continued the, the skill progression. Mm. Made it very exciting. The open world Seattle is really cool. The gameplay is badass. We got a boy, Trey, Troy Baker, playing the main character. The so guys. you know it's going to be... Khakis, um, but it, when you're going up against this level of competition from my other games in the top eight, it's something's got to give, and that's there's so many good games out there, something's got to be eliminated. Um, so that's that's my top eight now. You, you know that it's time to order them.
1: Do
0: and you I'm know anyone
1: s- that does the bad route first in a game? I'm just <laughs> slight tangent. It's,
0: it's, it's funny you say that because I know when Purple Misfit was playing through her uh, playthrough of Katana Zero that she didn't want to do bad things. Um, but there is something happens if you choose the bad route. Um, so at some point, if you want a certain thing to happen, you're going to have to do it. But she made the point. she doesn't like doing that in games, and I, I don't either, but when I played Katana Zero, something about the way the game is designed, I was much more inclined to do bad things. I, I chose a lot of bad things. Choices.
1: I remember distinctly I was playing Fallout 3, which has a similar karma system, right? And played through it as I normally would. So I did all the good things, right? Just helping people out. And then I was like, I'm gonna do a playthrough where I actively go through and be the bad guy. And like by the time I shot like the 50th person in the head, that is like nice to me. But I'm like, I'm the bad guy, so you die. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) felt pretty fucking bad it was also like i'm like killing like main npcs and stuff like i you know it's really it's really hard to commit fully to being a baddie like yeah especially when you just literally kill main story characters it's like i don't even know how to progress the story because i only know how to progress it the good way <laughs> so now i have to figure out even where who the fuck to talk to like
0: <laughs> yeah and the in, in infamous so like there will be civilians in the city that are like in need of help and the good choice is you can like help them up. The bad choice is you fucking punt them, like, <laughs>
1: like. You, I mean, it's bad. So it's
2: bad. Oh god.
1: Um, That's pretty funny. That's actually pretty funny. So I good, should really give the game a
0: run. It, it's it's great. I, I I think it's worth worth some fun. Um, or worth, worth some time to, to have some fun. I but, got what uh, you're saying. Um, especially before you get rid of the PS4, like that—that that, that should be one of the games you check out. Um, like I'm assuming you're going to keep your PS4 for like Forbidden West and Ragnarok, and then Infamous Second Son before you get rid of it. I would recommend.
1: But I'm I'm not hype on Forbidden West, but that's a different time and a different conversation.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. It, I you'll inevitably hear from me what I think of it. Um,
1: I know. We all will. God bless America, brother. Games
0: Podcast. Uh, all right, so I'm going to start from the bottom. The number 8 place and so it'll kind of allow me to do it by elimination which I think is always easier like just constantly finding the weakest link
1: I have no (sighs) idea I've been trying to rank them for you and have zero concept of what's going to happen
2: I can do number 1
1: for you (laughs) (laughs) so 8th place for me
0: is actually pretty easy what actually what
1: (laughs) oh well I guess uh, Skyrim i want to i want to guess
0: <laughs> is skyrim your guess
1: <laughs> skyrim is my guess i think it's not
0: that eight it eighth place
1: what if it's forza i'm actually gonna be upset so then the, all the other thing <laughs> i would
0: it's not forza
1: the, the, all the other th- i would put h0d then i just don't see how you talk about these titles
0: it you are it is horizon zero down
1: is my eighth oh place. okay thank god thank god okay okay that's fair that's fair
0: um it's the, prob- it,
1: the <laughs> Horizon so Zero
0: exciting. Dawn is amazing because I its characters are absolutely amazing. Aloy is fantastic. Um I the the combat is a really cool concept and I think executed very well. Um, but I, I think it leaves a little bit of room for some growth and a little bit more variety. And they do a good job of that with like some of the DLCs and stuff. But what really makes Horizon Zero Dawn the banger it is, is the story. Um it's what both Oliver and I resonated with the absolute most, but it, it falls under some of those open world tropes of like side quests that maybe don't have a lot of benefit to them or maybe a little bit fetch questy, that kind of stuff. And as they I keep talking touchy. about, yeah, the, the bloat that is like plaguing our games, like AAA titles today, Rise and Zero Dawn does suffer from that a little bit. So that's why it takes place for me. Seventh place is harder, but it's still, still pretty easy. It is not Deathloop.
2: What? What? This is I'm, this is a terrible <laughs> exercise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: are, are you, you going to keep guessing what you want me to say?
1: <laughs> I, 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 you need to give me this. I'm just really trying to... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. First off, when you're comparing fruits right you know oranges are just so different from a banana that I don't even know how the fuck I know we've had this conversation before right but it's like how do how do I compare a game like Forza that is just a gameplay enjoyable experience right I just it's fun to drive around to the last of us part two that gameplay is like fucking whatever it's fine right it's not like I didn't like the gameplay but that's not why I was like that's a good game it was <laughs> The just straight two main characters fist punching each other in a brutal fist fight in the fucking ocean or wherever they were. Um, Like that's that's what you that's what you play the game for. (laughs) Fist fights, just fist fights, actually. Fist fights, baby. Um. Okay. I I hate this. If it's not Deathloop, I feel like I would say Skyrim or Forza, but I hate putting Forza that low, so I'm gonna go Skyrim. That's gonna be my final guess.
0: You're correct. Skyrim is my number seven. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's not much to say there, but as we go on, I mean, uh, I'll explain why games are important to me. Skyrim, like I said, I've already talked about it bangerlicious from a lot of ways, but that was uh, another potential candidate. You are 100% correct that Skyrim, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Infamous Second Son were probably the three most likely candidates to get the chopping block in place of Deathloop. So okay now it gets harder
1: it's getting so hard it's every time like i i'm I'm done with the like noob games we're in the we're in the chad the alpha games alpha geek (laughs) territory
0: i i do know what my number six is
1: I, I, i your confidence is like making me so nervous okay 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 i'm trying to think we got those two out
2: i'm thinking Deathloop or Forza I just feel like are going to be in the bottom
1: four. I feel like that's there that that's 5 and 6. Doom has potential to be down there, but the top 4 to me is like non-negotiable. <laughs> if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm reading the the names correctly here. Interesting. Okay. The top 3 for sure are non-negotiable for me, which I got God of War, Ori and Tilu too. Uh, okay, my guess for year number six is gonna be I'm just gonna keep guessing Deathloop. It's too young. It's too juvenile. Your love is too juvenile. You can't you can't rate it so high.
0: <laughs> it's not it's not Deathloop. You put Ori at number two and that one is still under a year for me.
1: Sure, but Deathloop is what, like weeks? <laughs> a
0: month. Thank you oh, very much.
1: Okay, I'm so sorry. I have I've actually I apologize. I take back everything I've said.
0: It's not Deathloop though. Not my number six.
1: Is Death in top four? I, we'll have to wait and see. Oh, you're the worst. uh Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll do. I'll do. Um, actually, I'll do Doom Eternal. That's my final guess. For some reason, it's not automatically updating for me. Oh, you are a you are a, you are a cruel man. And Forza
0: Horizon Four is number oh six for me. Oh my
1: god! What? No. Because. Better it, than Deathloop? Or is, it, it worse than Deathloop?
0: <laughs> it is, without question, still my top racing game of all time uh, because Forza Horizon 5 has too many flaws with it to be considered above Forza Horizon 4. It was just such sure. a wonderful culmination of the seasons and the online capability and the ability to play co op and they added new game modes and it worked pretty much flawlessly throughout my entire time of playing it. Um, and there's a lot to be said about that. But at the end of the day, it is a driving game. That is it. It is one dimensional. There is no story. There's no there's three dimensions rise and in that fall. game.
1: <laughs> and you literally rise and fall in that game. None of your arguments are valid. <laughs> but it's just you, you it's can't compete fair. Fair. with with, yeah.
0: with games that like take you on an emotional journey. Like it's it's exciting, but it's that's it. It's one dimensional. So and it there's not hurts. even like at, at least for me, there's not like a huge skill curve for it because like i just
1: i, I like just racing, good games. At racing I'm, games i'm good
0: at racing games so um yeah <laughs> it's fun it's exciting from that aspect but that's why it's number six
1: all right number
0: five this one i gotta let think me, about for a second
1: yeah let me try to get the act is that the? yeah this is oh the five that are remaining yeah okay like i said i feel pretty good about my one two and three so i guess four and five would be Deathloop and doom eternal For, i mean i'm not you right but that, these are my guesses so <laughs> but yeah. i think from what you're saying the problem is is we haven't i know you were really juiced on death loop when it ended but since i don't know enough about the game it's really hard to know like the magnitude when you talk about it right like and like what actually kicks ass about the game Yeah. I just feel like Doom Eternal to me is more of just like, it kind of falls in the Forza effect where it's like just like a games game, right? And the whole point is the, it's kind of one directional in the same sense. Um, there's lore, bro. There's three <laughs> dimensions and gods! <laughs> and you rise and fall. <laughs> so I think, I think that's why I think that's the, the rebating top five. Doom Eternal's number five. Deathloop. t or Ori, God of War.
0: Well, I can tell you this. Your number five is correct. Uh, yes! Doom Eternal is my number five. Oh my
1: god, how high is Deathloop gonna go? You're gonna make me <laughs> <laughs> judge you as a human being. It could go above Tilu. If it goes above Ori and God of War, you are twisted. You are, you are factually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you are
0: broken, sir. Um, so, my number four. This I've already a,
1: guessed, so it's all know, you now. I know this
2: is this is a tough one. Um,
1: <laughs> I've never felt anxiety for someone else's decision, by the way, till this moment.
2: <laughs> so I, I think I am going to have to put at number four: Death Loop. Yes. Uh, Oliver is is correct with
0: Deathloop there so it this will probably spoil the the rest of it for everyone but it was between Deathloop and The Last of Us Part (laughs) 2 and the reason I put The Last of Us Part 2 ahead is because the magnitude of what it did with its story is just kind of it it deserves top 3 consideration and like some people might complain that that the gameplay is there to serve the story and so it doesn't have the highlight that like Deathloop has more gameplay elements to it, but it has such a strong story. And the world building in Death Loop is so incredible. I mean it it is very closely matched with The Last of Us Part Two. But The Last of Us Part Two took one component of a game, the story, and like cranked it up to eleven. Like they they Fucking perfected that and did so many twists and turns that you wouldn't expect, and didn't serve it. Didn't serve as fan service. Like felt reasonable and real and raw and made you do things you were uncomfortable with. And it, yeah. So, so that that's that that's what pushes it ahead of Deathloop for me. But it's Deathloop is very close, and I think Deathloop does parts of a game better than The Last of Us Part Two. But The Last of Us Part Two just perfected one of them in such a way deserves top 3. So now the real Let's question pass. is uh, I'll say so I'll, now I'll go uh, I'll start with my number 1 because I think most people who listen to Mo Video Games podcast know that God of War is my number 1. It has been for a long time I don't see a game surpassing it in the near future. It took it's an emotional it. story and executed it exceptionally well. It took gameplay and made that so fucking fantastic. And partway through the game, you're like, okay, I'm hitting the end of my skill tree. And then it's like, boom, new fucking weapon, brand new skill tree. Boom, we're going to do this. Oh, you beat the game. Here's a fucking playground for you to try out all of these cool abilities we've given you. Oh, you like badass boss fights? Well, here's eight fucking Valkyries and a fucking Valkyrie queen for you to fight. Oh, you like side quests? We're going to give you basically two main side quests to follow, and they're both going to be super intriguing with awesome characters, but we're not going to overstay our welcome, and you're going to get amazing rewards at the end of them. You like exploring the open world? We're going to have a couple little extra open world areas to explore. But that's it. Enough to intrigue you. There's some dragons if you want, but maybe not. I don't know. The length of the game, perfect. End game content, gameplay, story, graphics, how it plays. I mean. It for me. It is it, a banger. It's it, it it's perfection. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very <laughs> hard for something to to surpass it. Um, so that's my number one. So now the remaining games are Ori and the Will of the Wisps and The Last of Us Part Two. So the real question is, what is going
1: to get the second slot? I feel like you already told us, so I'm not stressing.
0: You think I already told you?
1: Well, you said four was between tealoo 2 and deathloop which would imply <laughs> that those two are ranked together i mean you definitely could flip the switch right now i'm but i'm i'm just i'm letting you know i i think your reaction to ori is just it was so you were just like a child that just found the light i can't see you typing I know. I That's hear just you typing giving me anxiety. Thought, the worst. It's got it's gotta be Ori. Yeah, and you type too long is the problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to, to make it that uh it but uh yes, yeah. so Ori in the World of the Wisp is my uh second game, which makes the last of us part two my number three. So that is my definitive top eight today. Um why is why is Ori better than T Lu? So Ori in the World of the Wisp, like you said, um, was was a pivotal moment for me in kind of my gaming journey, I guess, whatever you want to call it, where it opened me up to a, a new form of genre. It very, like, I mean, Metroidvania aspects are in all types of games, and there's all types of different 2D side-scrollers, and there's all types of different platformers. Um, but this was a really good 2D... Uh, platforming metroidvania action adventure game um which is a combination of genres and some genres i wasn't really super familiar with and it executed it on such a fantastic level again the the emotional story um and the journey that it took you on the gameplay i thought uh, really allowed you to perfect it i thought it was flawless it didn't feel drug on like i was able to 100 percent the game or like 110, 17%, whatever it is, like complete, complete the game in like 17, 18 hours, which was like a really solid amount uh, of <coughs> gameplay. It was really beautiful. I've, we've already talked about the soundtrack and the top 16 um, soundtracks, just on a lot of levels. It, it it changed my perception of some games and what I value in them, um, which is pretty substantial. And then um, just executed things very well. Last of Us 2, again, did so many things so well and perfectly but the story is the pedestal upon which it stands. And it is a fucking tall pedestal. But the, the other games above it just take every other gaming aspect and just tweak that up a little bit. Even if they may not hit the story peak that The Last of Us Part Two hits, every, every other aspect of it is just a level above. So that's why it's above for me. So my top eight are number one, I'll start from the bottom, number eight. So Horizon Zero Dawn, then The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, and Forza Horizon 4, doom eternal death loop the last of us part two or in the will of the wisps with my number one being god of war thank you for attending
1: my TED talk and now oliver
0: we get the fun uh process of going through your games
1: i am not enjoying any of this right now
0: all right so let me do what you did for me too and kind of see but first you'll have to come up i'm gonna start
1: i'm gonna start at eight
0: all right, so hold on a second. So let me let me look. Well, I guess talk about what your top 8 were at the time we did the bracket.
1: <clears throat> okay. Dark Souls. Oh, sorry. When we, the time we did the bracket, it was God of War. Never heard of the game, but I think it's pretty good. Um Ocarina of Time, Metroid Prime, Forza Horizon 4, T-Loo 2, Halo 2, Hollow Knight 2, <laughs> Dark Souls 2. <laughs> um Those, I the- was going to pull off T. T Lou. I was thinking about pulling off T. Lou. But it it makes more sense to just pull off Dark Souls 2 and replace it with Dark Souls 1. Because it is the superior Souls game. And I don't really want two Souls games in my top 8. That would be ludicrous. Yeah, but Elden Ring though? Totally a contender. Bloodborne? Totally a contender. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're totally different. They're totally Um, different. So is that the
0: only change you're making to your top 8?
1: I'm trying to think of what else I played recently that, like, really... Can you think of anything that really rockied my sockied?
0: Uh, Blasphemous.
1: (sighs) Blasphemous is... Is Blasphemous not in my top 50?
2: You played it after we did the top 50.
1: Oh my god, wait. Okay. Ooh.
2: Yeah, Blasphemous is... It's a good game.
1: Everything I (laughs) like. Everything I like. It's a really good game, Carlos. God bless you, Carlos. That was a beautiful sound effect. <laughs> I fucking love Carlos. He's he's my boy, right? I, he doesn't know me. I'm still supporting him. um Okay, let me think. Uh, we also I did Ori afterwards. I don't think Ori gets in my top eight because Hollow Knight yeah, just smacks so. Ori on the ground. Yeah, I feel like Hollow Knight's in your top because top, Hollow Knight's in your top top eight. Hollow Knight's totally top eight material for you. It, no, get Ezero
2: D out of there. Nah. I. Oh, I, I guess I did have a C O D in there.
0: No, like I said, the the, the first the, the fact that like the first five to six hours of Hollow Knight were like shoving my head into a wall is what <laughs> keeps it from gaming greatness for me. the 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 last twenty five hours were phenomenal, but um, that, that was a grind to get to that point. Uh, for I me, would just what I, I, I
1: would rather have i would rather have the hk experience than the ori experience where they said it a million times Ori did so so much made this beautiful fucking combat system set just the best fucking framework possible and they're like by the way the game's over you don't get to use it (laughs) (laughs) like what the fuck like the the aerial that's like the big one the aerial when you redirect the missile right you launch off of it they could have done so much crazy stuff with that uh And they just, like, they barely teased it on the final boss, right? Yeah. It's only the last phase of the boss that they even make you do it. Um... Oh, my gosh. There was so much potential with that game. Wasted. Wasted on the youth. Okay. I will... I don't want to... Oh, Okay, um, uh, this is so painful. Okay, Blasphemous is going up there. I'm just trying to decide who I murder. So I guess maybe that's the first question, is who's getting the chopping block?
0: You also played Dead Cells.
1: Dead Cells I don't think makes it up there. I, Dead I think Cells that's was fair. good. Yeah. I would put like Dead Cells as like, right outside. It's hanging outside the door, but I'm not letting it in. <laughs> um, maybe top ten. Yeah, I, I could see top t- Dead Cells is making me want to play dead cells whatever um yeah who am i chopping my Mitchell, can you make the decisions for me <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it, it seems obvious i think you would chop the last of us part Two. you were already considering chopping it and you love halo 2 god of war how dare you um <laughs> you love metroid prime <laughs> You talk so highly of Forza as well, that also, how dare you? Um, Hollow Knight is obviously not getting chopped in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, Last of Us Part 2, for sure. Without question. Yeah. Okay.
2: Getting
1: okay. chopped. I'm, I'm more than cool with that. Blasphemous just does it right. Blasphemous does it right. They make fun of Catholicism. That's, <laughs> it. That's actually it. That's it. It's the only reason I like the game. It's not the combat system, the sound design, soundtrack. It's not everything. I'm sorry, Mom.
2: All
0: right, so I'm gonna start creating my my guesses of what things should be. Uh, this is gonna be tough, but.
1: Oh, uh, <sighs> uh, that's that's the hardest one that you just typed right there. That's what sweated me I, the
0: most. I know. <sighs> um, <sighs> oh, actually,
1: no, 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 no. Uh, And... I i could i could i could he guessed forza horizon 4 for number eight that is fair for all the same reasons that he has it low on his list too it needs to be in the top eight because i need to show love for forza horizon 4 but it is a racing game and i am not a racing gamer like maxwell is
0: um oh wait wait wait. Uh, it's a pretty good ooh, game actually no no no
2: okay,
1: okay. or should i put Telu over forza mm, that's a hard that's a hard one What the fuck Ooh, am I Okay, this is this is not what I was you you diverged really quickly. I'm I'm shook-a-myth. Okay. I'm so... To the core.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll go through my guesses real quick, and then Oliver <laughs> will start with his top A. So we already know I got fourth horizon four correct in, in eighth place. After that, I'm guessing God of War. Um, and the only reason I put it that low is because I think there are so many bangers that I know Oliver is in love with. I could see God of War going higher um i wouldn't be surprised if it did but i wouldn't be surprised if it stayed number seven um i've got ocarina of time number six um i know you love zelda but i know you also i think you've cooled off on it a little bit from my perception of how we talk about it Uh, Um, that's fair halo 2 i mean it's a halo game the best halo game some might say um and yeah i think oliver loves space games he loves good combat like that the the soundtrack be banging good combat it's i I put blasphemous number four um obviously oliver is super high on on blasphemous but his top three i feel pretty confident about and that's the only reason blasphemous is at number four metroid prime oliver oh my god he doesn't talk enough about how he felt about this game as a child and how it made him feel and the things it did (laughs) um dark souls obviously and so for top two i have dark souls and then hollow knight i could easily see those being swapped though um and that's what i'm i'm interested to see uh what they are but that that, those are my my general guesses speculation so
2: we know number eight force horizon (laughs) four let's move on to number seven oliver
1: i can't i can't believe i'm doing this to i have eight little babies of mine up here and i have to (laughs) murder them (laughs) um
2: Number seven, I think for me... Oh,
1: I, I think it's between Halo 2 and Ocarina of Time.
0: Oh, okay. Like I said, yeah. I could see God of War moving up a little bit, so...
1: Okay, so uh, th- let me... Since we're doing top eight, i I'll, I'll let me explain some of my thought processes here, right? Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, number one and number two. That I feel really good about. Metroid Prime and God of War, I think, serve kind of the same functional purpose to them, where it's like, I don't think that they did anything groundbreaking or crazy or like shattered my world other than the fact what you said where it did everything so well right to a point that's like ridiculous um so those are like i would pair those together but i don't i'm still so confused on where they land in the in the top eight (laughs) but they they're like really comparable games in my opinion from my experience playing them halo is it's good it's goaty it's goaty woaty but Halo 2 is on here because of that bomb scene because that will literally never leave my brain that is permanently (laughs) fried into my brain forever like when I saw that the first time lost my shit watch it now lose my shit Uh, but yeah it's just been it's been it's been so long I'm kind of removed from it right it's been a while since I played a Halo game maybe I just need a a refresher I just need to watch the bomb scene again then it will be number one Uh, (laughs) um ocarina of time Ooh, oh okay
2: okay i'm gonna focus on deciding i don't enjoy this i know
1: i think i gotta give it to halo 2 ocarina of time is so good i can't i can't not so you're I saying seven is halo 2 i think seven's halo 2
2: interesting okay
1: Well, then, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm giving I'm giving credence for Ocarina of Time to like uh, the time that it came out, right? Because I just feel like they have like okay. the the x amount of dungeons that you essentially go through, right? Like open open world, quote unquote, runs a branch of the open worlds. Go through the dungeon. It's like the most quintessential like video game dungeon types, right? Like they have the fire, they have the water, they have like all of the temples are like so. I just feel like it was such like a framework for so many future games. Right. And just like, if you're going to have temples that you're going through or dungeons, whatever you want to call them, like that was, I can't think of a game that came out earlier that did it partially because I was like one years old when the game came out. So I mean a little, <laughs> it, it
0: it's interesting. Cause I, there's like two ways you could go about a top 50 video game bracket. And the first way is I think kind of the way we've both done it for sure. You've done it. And that's thinking about, the what the game means in the the world of gaming and the medium of gaming so like uh, ocarina of time did a lot for the world of gaming and meant a lot and was significant at the time it came out but the other way you could do a bracket is to determine if you were going to talk to someone who has never played video games and you were going to suggest top eight games top 50 games you would recommend they play i don't think ocarina of time would be on there because it is old i agree the it would be totally yeah, yeah.
1: It'd be super different if, if i was gonna give if i was gonna do that and just recommend someone who didn't game to play a game i would straight up just pick god of war there is zero doubt in my mind like if, no, <laughs> if they have not played games and i just want them to know what good gaming is like just play god of war modern title smooth mechanics sounds amazing looks amazing feels amazing tastes amazing
0: now, now thinking about it, not necessarily from a, you're trying to convince them that gaming is good, but like, what what do you think are, or like, maybe thinking about what games would you want to play? What are the top eight games you would want to go play right now? It's like another way, I guess you could do it. So because well, that's then, like
1: a third way, though, is the thing, yeah, right? Because that's what I, I intended
0: like- it to be, but you kind of took it to a, like, how do you convince someone that gaming is good or like try to turn them on to gaming? And that is, I think, a really interesting third way to do a bracket too maybe we should do three bracket types (laughs) with answering those questions but
1: the thing i i couldn't recommend in the way that we're talking i could not recommend for sure dark souls and probably not hollow knight um just because they feel more niche in terms of the gaming space dark souls for sure is like definitely (laughs) people are made fun of for playing the game right it is a it is definitely a little pocket in the gaming sphere Hollow Knight man a new gamer picking up hk and trying to figure out what the fuck to do right like like assuming that they have mechanics right they just pick up and they they have all the mechanics i i had no idea where to go and i've played a bunch of games before this like i was so lost when i first started playing like i don't i don't think they i think they would drop it immediately if they were playing like metroid or god of war (laughs) yeah um then that's different, but Blasphemous also kind of follows in that niche. Um, if Ocarina was modern, then I'd put it up there. But if we're doing the play right now, is is that how we want to do this?
0: No, no, no. I I, I still think do it do it the way you were doing it. I, okay. I was just commenting on it that it's kind of interesting. And also, it, like when you look at top brackets from other reviewers and YouTubers and video game journalistic outlets and stuff, like just keep that in mind that what people value and what they do and how they're determining these brackets, it's fucking all subjective and it's all based on opinion and biases. There is never going to be a definitive list of top games of all time. The the closest we can get to is a democratic approach of looking at like an aggregate score of like the audience. Like what did the audience think? But even then, Review bombing or whatever, based on certain people's opinions and biases too. Like, there's no good way to determine. This is just all about interesting discussion. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that was interesting to think about how the bracket would change based on the framing that we're doing of it. But I continue down the path you're going. I like it. So I think Ocarina of okay. Time six. Yeah, that's good.
1: I, yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. All right. So my 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 next three will be. Blasphemous, Metroid Prime, and God of War. I know that those are the next three. So
0: Okay, so I I got the the next three right. I don't know if the order is right, but
2: Yeah, for sure. I my
1: It Okay. Blasphemous, how much do I weigh that it like scratches just like a really specific itch, right? It just like the the way the game looks, the way the game plays. Um like I don't think that in terms of like how do I say this? Like the McCann's, the world design, all of that, I think Metro Prime and God of War are better. But there's just something like art style wise about Blasphemous that just feels real good. Car- Carlos, my dude, my dude, <laughs> Carlos.
0: This is your bracket. You get to decide.
1: I I put The Last of
0: Us Part 2 really high based on story alone. So Yeah.
2: You you can do what you want, bro.
1: Okay. So I think I am going to <sighs> this just hurts. Everything I'm about to say hurts. I, I'm like, what do you call it? When you, I'm like giving doggy points to games right now in my head because I feel bad when I throw them down low, right? Like I'm like stabbing a game in my head and then I'm like, but I'll, I'll give you, I'll, bu- I'll bump you up a slot. Okay, I think that I need to put Metroid Prime next. And I think I'm hurt to say At that. At number five? Yeah. Wow. And here, here is why. Okay, okay, I think it's gonna be Metroid Prime, then Blasphemous, then God of War. I think. Wow, wow, wow!
0: wow. I'm happy, but wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, emotional impact. Playing Metroid Prime for the first time versus playing God of War for the first time. Metroid Prime made me shit my pants. God of War was like maybe a little bit of a shart, right? But
2: <laughs> okay.
1: such a weird (laughs) analogy Uh, but the game is cracked out of its mind there's just no argument about that like the amount of content that it adds i know this is kind of a little bit of a a flip switch from how i placed ocarina but the Mm -hmm. amount of content everything that they did was just so good the thing about metroid is like it's just an earlier game so they didn't really have you you kind of do just run through the world, right? I mean, it is it is a Metroidvania, so there is some backtracking and stuff like that, but uh, God of War just adds so much. Niflheim and the Valkyries, my guy. Enough said. Don't need to say more. Good end game content. Blasphemous, I feel like, just... I mean, it's a good game. I beat it twice pretty quickly. I want to beat it again. Oh, that one's hard. Yeah, but I think I think it's got to be Blasphemous. I feel good about God of War 3 right now, so I'm going to stick with it. It's I feel just good a solid, about it, too. I'm, I'm behind so, this. It's a solid title. Okay, so then 1 and 2 is Dark Souls and Hollow Knight, which Maxwell has Hollow Knight as number one right now.
0: And that's... It, it's interesting, because I think Dark Souls is going to have a little bit of recency bias. Because Oliver's been Actually. putting a lot of time into Dark Souls um, <laughs> recently. Hence... Recency bias, um <laughs> yeah, and i I have not played through Dark Souls, so it's hard for me to evaluate what I would
2: put ahead of one another. Um, so yeah, I'm interested. very interested. i
1: i I think you're right, I think you're right i I feel pretty good about that. I don't think the curse and dark Souls. That, that affliction is absolutely bullshit. And the first five hours of Hollow Knight could also argue to be bullshit, right, as we're talking about it. Uh, but there is just some artifacts of it being an older game, right? Almost all of it holds up really well. The world design, I think, is spectacular. Um, there's just something about a good Souls game. When you're just standing in an area and you're like, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And Dark Souls does that. Even though it's super old graphics, I still get that feeling exploring the areas, right? But when I think about Hollow Knight, it is... Soundtrack's good, right? The integration of the platforming and the fighting system is just so unbelievably good. And so unbelievably clean. The skill ceiling is so unbelievably high, in my opinion. I mean, they could have, they definitely could have made it more complicated and added more stuff, but with how little they gave you in terms of like literal tools, the amount and the interactions between them and how they all interface with each other and what you can do in a combat system with that was just like Team Cherry's cracked for only being three people and making it that good. I mean, to be fair, Makes sense why the scope's small when you're only three people. But, like, the execution was, like, hot damn. So. Yeah. I think, like, Dark Souls would beat out in, like, an environmental aspect just because it's a more real 3D world um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, Hollow Knight, the last of the Coliseum, Coliseum of Fools, or whatever they call it. They literally pull off. They, there's no plat. You don't stand. You can't ever stand on anything at the end, right? You literally have to be jumping and using the platforming mechanics that they built in with the combat system. And it's like they, it's just, yeah, they have a good, like, uh, they have their, it's the Niflheim. It's the Niflheim of Hollow Knight. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I still got to keep Hollow Knight. My baby. I think that's fair. And
0: your your criticism about the curse in Dark Souls would ruin an entire playthrough. Hollow yeah. Knight the first 5 hours you you might not even hate the first 5 hours but if you do you can get through that and then you've got 25 more hours of amazing gameplay just to complete the main story plus another 10 15 20 hours to complete the game if you want more stuff afterwards like pff.
1: I haven't even, I haven't 100% Jam, Jam. of the game like I have 100% of the base story but like I haven't done any of the pantheon yet oh I've done God. some of the pantheon yeah. but like there's just like they just they do to have so much extra content at the end, too. Um, yeah, you can put a crazy amount of time in Hollow Knight. Like my first playthrough, I think, was like 50 hours. Uh, I, I beat Dark Souls like two or three times in my first 50 hours of playing it, you know, and it's just like. Yeah. Speed running so. community for Hollow
0: Knight is incredible. Um, there's so many different like types of mods, the community. I mean, Dark Souls obviously has a community, too, but from my perception, Hollow Knight is is a dope community.
1: Yeah, for sure. Though I do love God. God bless the Dark Souls speedrunning community. I do be watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about this. I the, I feel the worst about probably Metroid Prime and Halo Two, but.
2: Well, stay
0: tuned for the Top 8 Video Games Special Edition Remastered. Um,
1: Dub edition remake, remix. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I love that call out.
1: (laughs) All right. That was terrible.
2: We survived. That was fun. Let us know, for those of
0: you listening and watching, Yeah, how wrong we are. What games you would have put in there. Uh, Of our eight games, how would you have ordered them differently? What do you disagree with? And of the three ways you could do a bracket that we talked about, like what a game meant it for the gaming industry, what game you would want to play today, and what games you would use to convince someone who doesn't play games to play video games. Three completely different bracket types and ways to approach it. Um, what do you think is the most real? Is there a real rating system? Is there objectivity in art? Let us know in
2: the comments below. <laughs>
0: um, that's all I got, so... Uh, check out social media Instagram podcast services YouTube all that fun stuff stay happy safe and healthy I will catch you all in the next one juicy
2: juicy